Welcome to the Manning Up Podcast. Today we're going to go over the MAGA bomber, or so the media is calling it, and social media is calling it. We're going to talk a little bit about Halloween, cultural appropriation, Megyn Kelly and her comments when uh, asked about Halloween and kids' costumes, and then we're going to talk about this dream that I had last night. I'm going to give you guys a little outlook of, of my life and some of the things that I think about. So let's go ahead and go straight into the MAGA bomber. If you guys didn't hear about this, it's it's been all over the news, really. And the main points to take away from this is that somebody, they were unsure who or whether it was a false flag or not, but DNC officials, head people in the Democratic Party, were receiving what looked like pipe bombs in the mail. And they never went off. They could have been detonated. Some are saying that it wasn't possible that they could have been detonated. But either way, somebody was sending pipe bombs to people like the Clintons, people like the Obamas. Um, Gosh, Cory Booker, I think they just found out, was sent one as well as, I think it was Kamala Harris. So all these people are high DNC officials. And the way that they were portraying it in the media was that this is what happens. This is what happens when you have the dangerous and violent rhetoric from Donald Trump. And that is not at all the the way you should take this. I mean, if you were going to say that the way that Donald Trump has talked about the left, then you would have to attribute Steve Scalise's shooting last year during the uh, congressional baseball game. Some crazy Bernie Sanders guy shot Steve Scalise and almost died. You have to attribute that to the rhetoric of the left. But nobody is actually calling for violence. In fact, especially on the right, but but on the left, the only person who's actually calling for any type of violence is Hillary Clinton. You see, two weeks ago, she said, how can we be civil with a party who, I'm, I might be quoting this wrong, but it basically was, how can we be civil with a party who seeks to destroy everything we stand for? That is incivility. That is a call to violence. Nothing that Donald Trump has said, you can look at anything that he said, nothing has said or provoked any type of violence. But yet the media continues to say that this is all Donald Trump's fault. And then what what I don't like is the exact opposite, which is what's happening as well, which is this idea that this was a false, this was a false flag meaning that somebody in the DNC was sending these pipe bombs to DNC officials in order to show that in order to slow down the momentum of the red wave that being the midterms were were shooting up in the Republican favor all the early voting shows that Republicans are going to hold the Senate and possibly possibly take the house but it's still more likely that I think it was a Five out of six chance that the Democrats hold the or take the House, but but back to my point, a lot of people are saying that this was all a ploy, this was all a political stunt by the Democrats in order to paint the right as a bunch of radicals, a bunch of um, crazy people. But what has just come out today? Today is I don't know if I said this, but today is Friday. I think it's October twenty fifth, October twenty sixth, Friday, October twenty sixth. I didn't do a Monday a Wednesday podcast. I'll get into that a little bit later. But new news has come out this morning saying that it was a legitimate person. This is some guy from Florida who has made domestic terror threats before. He is a huge Trump supporter, although 
Although he let let's take note of this. Although he is a Trump supporter, it does not at all it does not at all mean that this is Donald Trump's fault. None of his rhetoric is actually calling to violence. None of it. You can only blame somebody. You can only say that it is somebody else's fault when it was a call to violence, a direct saying to the public, do not treat these people with incivility, that violence is the only answer. But you only see that coming from this this mob, this mob which is the left. People like, um, oh gosh, what's her name? Uh, the Democratic... Gosh, the Democratic senator from California, um, Water, gosh. Either way, I can't remember the name, but she was calling for people to be surrounded, for people to uh, not let there be peace as long as people, this was during the Kavanaugh stuff, as long as people would continue to support Kavanaugh, as long as people would continue to support Trump, how can we let these people um, live a peaceful life? She was calling for senators to be harassed, basically. This was all happening months ago. But this is the only type of call to incivility that we see. We don't see any of that from the left. Donald Trump's direct statements about this has been, we need to come together as a nation, which is exactly correct. We have to. But I, I guess I'm just going to leave it on that, that nothing that the right is saying is going to provoke any type of violence. And if anything, it would be coming from the left, from their rhetoric, what Hillary Clinton is saying, what, that's her name, Maxine Waters. That is her name, Maxine Waters. What Maxine Waters is saying, what uh, people like Cory Booker are ginning up, these people are the ones promoting violence. These people are the ones promoting incivility. So let's go ahead and move into Megan, Megan Kelly and what she said when asked about Halloween. Let me preface this with saying, if you guys didn't know, Megan Kelly was a pundit or a reporter, rather, interviewer on Fox she had great ratings over at Fox, and NBC decided to offer her this, I think it was $63 million deal. So it's been about a year since she's been working there, and her ratings weren't nearly as good as they thought it would be. Not at all. So the way that I'm, about, that I'm going to paint this incident is that it's all just a way for NBC to get out of this contract because she's not making the money that they that they thought she's not getting the ratings that they thought she was going to get. So let's go ahead and go right into the incident. The incident was she was on this panel. They were talking about Halloween costumes, kids costumes. And she was asked about some, she was asked about like blackface or kids using blackface or using, um, using darker uh, skin tones in order to fit a costume. And she made a comment saying that back in her day, it would have been normal to use some type of foundation in order to darken your skin to portray some type of character. I think her example was, uh, oh man, I could be totally screwing this up. Diana Ross, maybe, I think that was the name that she was using. I think so. I honestly don't know if she's a person of color or not, which is going to make me sound completely ignorant. But at the same time, I think that's the name that she was using. So their reaction to this was outrageous. You would think that just the mere saying of a fact, literally all she said was that this happened back in the day and it wasn't such a big deal, that alone caused so much outrage from the other people on the panel that NBC basically uh, canceled her show and fired, fired her. That they used such a small incident as this in order to have an excuse to fire her. That's what this is. 
Nobody in their right mind would think that some a statement so so casual, so natural, something that is a fact, something that people back in I don't know when she grew up, probably the 80s or 90s, probably the 80s, that back in that time it was not that big of a deal to do something like this. This isn't to say that people historically haven't used blackface to mock African Americans, which is obviously awful, evil, and wrong, but to put on a darker foundation in order to emulate, in order to celebrate a person is not the same thing. This whole idea of cultural appropriation, I mean, it's one thing if you are mimicking somebody in order to make fun of their culture, but when I see people dressing up as, say, an Indian, say, like a Native American, I, I don't see that as disrespectful. It could just be me, but when I see people dressing up as certain cultures, dressing up and emulating those cultures... It is a celebration of that culture. That's what it is. And it's all about the intent. If these people, if their intent is to mimic, to mock, then that's a different story. Obviously, that is wrong. Historically, blackface was used like that. But for a Halloween costume, come on. It's, it's all about the intent. So let's let's calm down. Let's let's come. Let's start coming together because there's so much that is dividing our country right now that even something as simple as Halloween is is becoming too political. So let's let's cool it down. Seriously, I mean this is this is what has produced people like this MAGA bomber. This is what's produced people like um, the Democratic or sorry Republican senator senator from Kentucky, Mitch McConnell, from being surrounded in a restaurant. And basically forced to leave by random protesters. This incivility is happening and it has to stop. We have to come together. We have to cool down the temperature of the political rhetoric in our nation or we'll actually see somebody get hurt. And that is not at all what we want. Okay. The part you've been waiting for, at least the part that I've been waiting for. I want to talk to you about this dream that I had last night. So obviously I'm doing this podcast. I'm in the middle of writing certain things as well. I'm writing a book, writing, uh, writing my journal a lot. Very frequently I do, um, do different forms of writing. And I have this sense of perfectionism for myself. I want to be as good as possible and strive for a better version of myself every day. And sometimes that leads to this, this struggle at least for my um, for my mental health, maybe is how is probably the best way to put it. That because I'm such a perfectionist in certain things, the fact that I have such high expectations for myself, when I don't meet them, it it tears me down a little bit. The fact that I'm not going to achieve what I want to achieve disheartens me a little bit. And so let's go ahead and get into the dream I had. I was I was at this conference with a couple of my friends. And one of my idols, Andrew Claven, author of a book I just read called The Great Good Thing. You should check it out. He walks up to me. He's also a podcaster that I listen to. He walks up to me and, you know, it's just the general introduction. Hey, it's great to meet you. Like, um, you're one of my idols. That's so cool that you're here. And then after the introduction, you know, typically somebody who's famous would probably just walk away or it's like, oh, it's great to meet you. Now I have to meet other people. But instead of doing that, takes me over to the side into an area because it's at a conference. It's pretty loud. It takes me into an area where he sits me down and he, he talks to me about all these things. He talks to me about these expectations that I have. He says, 
You need to stop worrying about this. You need to stop caring about how other people are going to see you. You need to really just continue doing what you're doing because I was getting so discouraged. I was, I was in such a bad mood Wednesday and Thursday, which is one of the reasons why I didn't podcast, but I was, I was in such a, oh man, I don't know how to put it. Annoyed, maybe annoyed is probably the best way to put it. That if I was actually going to make a podcast, what would have happened is that I would have gone on this long rant that was going to infect you guys with some form of neg- negativity, and I didn't want that. I wanted to. I want to keep things positive. And so back back to this dream, we, he kept talking to me, and basically, my irritability, my my general demeanor, which was terrible in the past couple of days, has comp- like completely changed. Once he said, "Just keep doing what you're doing," all all these expectations that I had. I had the sense of, of ease that whatever's going to happen in my next year, once I graduate college, wherever I move, wherever I end up, I just need to relax. Everything is going to work out and I need to keep doing what I'm doing. And I think it's important that this came from one of my idols because I really respect him as an, as an author, as a, as a teacher, as a role model. And Having him in my dream tell me that was meant, meant a lot, which is weird that I, I remember this. I guess it's weird that he was in my dream, but weird that I remembered it because I don't frequently remember remember my dreams. That's that's basically it I, that I have for you guys as far as topical stuff. I want to go ahead and do a cultural critique because I haven't done one in a while. I feel like it's been probably weeks since I've done a cultural critique. I think it was the Texas podcast where I talked about Country music. Well, here's some news for you guys. I actually am going as G-Eazy. He's a rapper for Halloween. And in the mood, in the, what is it? What's the phrase? In the spirit, light of the spirit, something something like that. In the mood, I, I'm going to play one of his songs. This is off of his album, Must Be Nice. I think it was, man, it had to be at least seven years ago when this album came out. Maybe six or seven years ago. But the song is Marilyn. different style of this is a different style of rap i hope you guys are taking a liking to some of the stuff i know everybody doesn't have the same taste in music but you can appreciate certain things i know if you even don't like rap that you think it's uh untalented spoken word with a beat behind it i think that you can still appreciate the talent the hard work the musical composition the rhythm 
all these beats that are being made, it's still it's still musical and it's still hard to do. And I can't do it. It takes somebody who practices that to create something, whether it's a piano or whether it's a violin or whether it's rap music. You have to practice your craft in order to make it good. And I find that Jeezy's music is very methodically crafted. It's um, it's like a handmade clock. It's very intricate. His his rhyming are gosh, I think that it's called tri trisyllabic uh, trisyllabic rhyming, something like that, where he uses three syllables at least at the end of every single one of his verses to rhyme with the next one instead of just saying. Well, I guess I'm not going to use an example, but I'm kind of going on a rant. Anyways, I'm about to go celebrate my Halloween weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. I hope you guys have a great Halloween weekend, and I'll see you guys on Monday. This has been the Manning Up Podcast. 